Hi, this is George. Just wanted to give a quick trigger warning for this episode for any rules lawyers. At the very top of this episode, I miss a crucial call for sanity. We catch the mistake later, but by that time, it's too late. But we are a real play podcast after all, and sometimes we screw up. Sorry about that. Honestly, I was just excited to start playing. Again, sorry, but please enjoy the show. Previously on That Cthulhu John. So you guys are escaping the hospital right now. We got a crutch. We're making a break for it. I'm going to go to Walter's bookshop. Yeah, it's a start. Let's go there for now. Uh, what were you referencing? I see you've marked a couple pages here. Uh, called the King's Puppet. That's probably how he's controlling Ginger. He retrieves Rutherford Brightley's business card and uh, attempts to dial the university number. I'm about 99% sure that the Ophidians are already awake. All of the Ophidians are sleeping, good sir. None of them could possibly be awake right now. Yeah, I won't be going to your place. Uh, you want to get a hotel room and just kind of... Break out these books? I guess you have one book for each of you. Do you know what a black lotus looks like? Now, do you know anyone that might deal in uh, rare flowers? He gives you the number of shop called Flowers by Yuki. I did see a purple one. I doubt that, sir. Goodbye. We're going to see if we could use his car. Go to my place, and I'll just run up and grab some more clothes, grab uh, some money. The door slams shut behind you. There you see Ginger with her eyes glowing yellow, and you hear out of her mouth come Bradshaw's voice. Where's the fucking book, bitch? Thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 38. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Last episode in Colorado. See you in Philly soon. Chuck. Everybody ready to die? And Jenny. Maybe goodbye. Oh, oh shit. That's, That's ominous. That was a nice one. <laughs> God dang gun to my head. Okay. Mixing it up. That's up there with Anyang. (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh, she's going to spit out her water. I just just put the biggest sip of soda. Oh no. Oh, it's Coke. (laughs) Sign Coke. So many bubbles. (laughs) Oh, my acid reflux. (laughs) Oh no. Welcome to 40. 41. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Don't worry, I got that sweet email about a dollar cremation insurance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking harsh, man. It's all happening. AARP, here I come. Mm. <laughs> all right, so let me set the scene here. It's Tuesday, March 5th. It's 6 o'clock. Heather and Lenny have just entered Heather's apartment. They step inside, and unexpectedly, they hear a slam of the door behind them. They turn around, and they see there standing Heather's roommate, Ginger. Ginger's pointing a gun at them, and she says, behind yellow glowing eyes comes Professor Bradshaw's voice, and you hear him say, where's the book, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, here comes the big question. Heather and Lenny, what are you guys doing? Um, how far is she? Can I attempt to knock this gun out of her hand? Buffalo Bill Ginger? Let's say she got... She had a readied firearm. She had a readied firearm, for sure. Oh, no. Yeah, that's not good. That's a, that's a good jump on people. We're to say you guys were about 10 feet into the room when the door slammed behind you. This guy's good. <laughs> Gun pointed just in both of your general direction in a way that she could probably move it real quick towards either one of you. How far is she from us? About 10 feet away. Oh, okay. Sorry. Her back is to the wall. Uh, how is the room laid out? What's um, is there like a couch in the middle of the room and yeah, yes. or anything like that? Okay. So the way the room is laid out is there's a couch in the middle of the room. There is in front of the couch, there's one of those really big 80s style TVs, the big tube ones. The floor um, unit with the wooden cabinet around it and all. Yeah, exactly. And they have the speakers on the side. You use the top of it like a mantle almost. Yeah. And then when the first one broke, you put your new TV on top of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they really thought ahead. So they got one of those. And then off behind the sofa is a small kitchen area. And then the hallway from the living room leads down to two bedrooms and one bathroom. Okay. Are we behind? We're behind the TV and she's no. behind the couch. Damn. No, you guys have like just reached the couch. Okay. Yeah. In the middle of the room, and she's basically standing next to the door, and it's pretty open between us, right? You only right. want her, right? I'm just going to take some cover. No. Uh, well, that's, 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 that's not bode too well. I suppose um, I am going to attempt to... Uh, I'm still going to try to close the distance, or maybe... Uh, she says to you in his voice... Don't even try anything funny, either one of you. I'm going to keep one of you here, and one of you is going to get me the book. I know it's not here anymore, and I do not care where it is. One of you is going to stay here. Let's say you, in the casting crutches, I think you over here, little lady, will be a bit more agile on her feet. So he wants me to go get it, or he wants me to stay? Sorry. I want you to go get it. <laughs> get the goddamn book, bitch. Or your friend gets the hose. <laughs> uh, Come on in, crutches. Uh, yeah, you know... Uh, Why don't you make yourself comfortable on the couch there? I'm a little beat up here, so, you know, get, take it easy on me. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it easy on you. He gestures for you to go sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I wondered if maybe he stepped forward for a second and then whatever. Um, okay, and I have to walk by him to get out of the door, though, right? Is he still next to the door? She's she's still near the door. Oh, she's still right next to the door, yeah. 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 All right. I say, uh, I don't know uh, what book he's talking about, but, uh, you know, Walter, he's got all those books maybe... Uh, Maybe you should uh, figure out what he what he means. And I'm, I'm going to say that, and I'm going to try to walk between Heather and Ginger. 
So I'm basically just, I'm walking around to the front of the couch, but crossing in front of, I'm trying to basically on the down low whisper to her, go to that church, get him. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And uh, I sit on the couch and I put my foot up. I put it up on the arm of the couch and I lay back. Okay. Are you, so you're laying down on the couch now. Suppose I could take a nap. All right. Um, Ginger holds the gun towards you, just pointing it at you from above the couch now. Look, you don't have to go uh, pointing that thing around. You know, I'm not too uh, quick right now. I don't really trust you with it. You, uh, I don't really trust you either there, pal. Finger on the trigger or is it like next to the trigger? It's next to the trigger. Okay. That says a lot about a person. He might know a thing or two about guns. <laughs> I don't think she does, but I don't know her, so... Okay. Yeah, so I'm just going to chill. All right, so you go chill on the couch. He has the gun pointed at you. Yeah, go take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> and he says to you, Heather, he goes, better bring the book back. If you're not here in two hours, I'm afraid your friend's going to eat it. I'll come back as quick as I can, but but you've got to give me a little more time. I don't have a car. You see her pause for a second. And then with her other hand, she reaches into her pocket and tosses you some keys. Okay. And he goes, it's her car. It's parked on the other side of the block. (laughs) All right, Lenny, I'll be be back as quick as I can. Don't hurt my best friend. Nice. (laughs) You got to throw the best friend line in. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Lenny, you kind of take a little nap on the couch there? Yeah, you know, I could use... I could use more hit points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's uh, that interaction didn't take very long. So it's still about six o'clock. Walter's still at work. Heather. Yeah. I'm going to take her car and just drive to Walter's. Okay. So you round the block, find Ginger's car and drive to Walter's from your apartment in South Philly. We'll say that takes with good traffic about, half hour or so. So it's 6.30 now. And you have just reached Joe Clock's bookshop. Okay, I run in. And is Walter out front? Walter, where are you? He'd probably be on the sales floor. Alright, I run over and I just tell him, Walter, we have to go. Ginger is like possessed at the house and she has Lenny. She's talking in Bradshaw's voice. She has a gun to his head. Like, I only have an hour and a half. We have to get to that church. I I'm like this, I kind of whisper, like, do you have any guns? Like, bring, we have to kill him. I don't know what to do. And get the book. It's playing it safe, right? Uh, I mean, if you want to play it safe, why don't you just give him the book back? We have things that are pretty useful about it. Uh, do, do we need the book? I guess not. I mean, I don't know. Just get the book and a gun just in case. He says, well, uh, if time is of the essence, um, maybe we shouldn't get guns. Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know. What's your what's your thoughts here? Uh, do you explain the situation to him? Yeah, Lenny told me to go and go to the church. and I don't know. Maybe it'll help. Uh, maybe we could shoot him in the face. I don't know. <laughs> Good point. I don't know. Maybe we just give him the book. We just give him the book and then... Uh, I don't know. Heather, you've explained the whole situation to him, right? Yeah. I want to say I just yell. Okay. Yeah, you already photocopied the good pages. 
<laughs> yep, that's true. I'm sorry, Xeroxed. <laughs> Xeroxed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his thoughts would be to return the book, uh, hopefully without confrontation and see where that goes. But, I mean, I guess we could get ourselves in trouble either way. Is uh, I don't know that outright murder is is the best way. I mean, if if we give him the book and he lets Lenny go, uh, that might be the safer play. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I'm just not thinking straight. Like that's why I came to get you. You just have a more level head. Let's let's just get the book and get the book back to him. Her, you can just give me the book. I'll take it back. You know. Yeah. What, what do you do, Walter? You just give her the book. He says, uh, or do you give her the book and go with her? Give me the goddamn book, bitch. Let me talk to the boss. And uh, he makes his way over to Headley or Theodore and uh, checks in with him about leaving early. Uh, I believe it's Theodore there. And when you ask him, he goes, well, Walter, I mean, I think I got the rest of this. It's not super busy today. You know, it's a Tuesday night. Why don't you, uh, why don't you go do what you got to do? He says, man, I really appreciate it. Um, if uh, it doesn't take very long, I'll be back as quick as I can. He says, yeah, um, I, think I, I think I got it from here. Just take it easy, Walter. Just have a good night. Here's hoping. And he crosses his fingers up in the air and uh, he says, scurries to the back to retrieve the uh, king in yellow. Okay. So you grab the king of yellow book or king of yellow. The King in Yellow book. Mustard King. And you head out to your car with Heather? Uh, Ginger's car. <laughs> yeah, you head out. I'm sorry. We could take Walter's car, whichever one's faster. No, Walter's car is at your apartment. Because you drove it there. Wait, I forgot. That. <laughs> I thought you were just trying to, you know, stall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you drove there because... That's right. I was in the passenger seat because I got a busted leg. I can drive, but it don't feel nice. Right. Yeah. No, I totally remembered that. Yeah. Um, so Walter's car is at your place. You took Ginger's. <laughs> Let's cruise. Don't feel bad. I didn't remember it either. <laughs> there we go. Somebody's on the ball. <laughs> it kind of makes sense that Bradshaw would, you know, not automatically assume that you had a car. Yeah, I did it on purpose. I remembered everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that part was pretty clever. Just stalling to see if you can make him slip up. I got it. Uh, Walter says, uh, I mean, this is just an idea. It might be a stretch, but, you know, uh, Lenny and that officer uh, Thompson seem kind of close. Uh, do you think it's worth checking in with him and seeing if, uh, you know, if this goes south, if he'd back us up? I mean, that's not a bad idea. He's got backup, probably. You can give him a call, but, but we gotta gotta be quick. We only got an hour and a half. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, we could uh, give him the book and hope everything goes well, and maybe there's no more confrontation. Go from there. You know, if time's the, of the essence, uh, I'm not exactly sure where this place is, but we'd have to get to South Philly to retrieve any type of actual weaponry and Let's be honest here. He kind of shrugs. He's like the Derringer is kind of a last resort thing. It's not a direct confrontation kind of thing, but could be easily concealed. Uh, But I mean, would you want to use it on Ginger? I mean, it's not like, oh, unless we go to Bradshaw directly. I think we should just give the book 
let's give Thompson a call. Tell him where we'll be and just tell him when he's in trouble. I mean, let's just cruise. Let's bring this freaking book back. After weighing out all the options, he says, uh, I think maybe we should just uh, try to give him back the book and maybe not piss him off. Maybe, uh, I mean, it's all intact. Nothing happened to it. I don't know what we're going to tell him as far as why you took it, but uh, maybe we can just give it back to him and that'll be the end of it. I'll just tell him I was seeing the symbol again. And... Well, he used it to take the the thing off of you. I mean, I assume that knowledge has to be in there, right? That's mostly why we want it. It's the only way to save Ginger. I looked for it, but... Um, yeah, we didn't find it. Bad rollsies. Uh, I lost sanity. But we found the other fucking spills. Just... It's the exact shit I read being used on Ginger, and I don't know how I can explain this away. I was a little unsure about that myself, George. Um, What's that? Can the ritual be used to like entrap someone or is the only way that the puppet spell works is if the victim willingly makes the symbol? I wasn't a hundred percent on that. I don't think will has anything to do with it. Okay. So I'd have to give you guys a little peek behind the curtain with that. Ooh. And I don't know if it would fuck up anything that happens from here on after. So don't do it. Never mind then. I don't, I don't want to break the fabric of reality. <laughs> I'm just saying there is a reason, but I don't want you guys to know exactly how this spell works yet. Okay. Makes sense. Oh, so we don't know if the, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we could just try it or we could, show ginger i mean it's still ginger kind of we could show her the symbol since it makes her go bonkers that's kind of what i'm wondering um is there anything in the book that would help us kind of undo what's been done to ginger i mean he did it to me but i can't find it yeah that part where he you know kind of satiated the hunger or whatever is that something that i could try to do to ginger give me an intelligence role both of you guys that phonetic thing, is it like, is the spell the same spell to reverse the spell? Is the spell its own unspell? Hmm. I passed. 35 is also a pass for Walter. I got 77. So, you guys have this idea. Have you read the entire play yet? Ooh. No, definitely not. Not Walter, anyway. Well, you start to think maybe someone who has read the entire play might be able to uh, do certain things that aren't even in the book. Well, not I mean, they're probably in the book somewhere. They're hidden in plain view. However, they're not in the... Okay, let me explain how this book's laid out. There is a page of script and then a page that tries to interpret what the script actually means. Again, it goes back and forth like that. But then there's these weird pages where it has these rituals and you only found two of them in there. And when I tried to read the play part, I, I fell asleep. So that's the only part that I didn't go through. All the other stuff I went through pretty somewhat thoroughly. I think I found yep. all, all that shit was just pouring out of it until I hit the play and then I passed down. And then I got tried to get me. I got him. Well, the guy tried to get you before you read the play, right? No, I think that's that's why I woke up so early because I passed out early reading that book, and then I woke up at like oh, four in the morning, right. and then that's 
woke up before he came in or whatever. That's right. So let's get back to what Heather and Walter are doing. Um, I guess he only got a regular pass, but I mean, I guess his thoughts would be to, you know, maybe drive slow and uh, try to read some of this and see if there's anything in there that could maybe help break the connection or whatever. But other than that, it's probably just best to give him back the book is what he's thinking. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, what, what are you, you trying mean? to read through there, Walter? Well, instead of rather reading the play, is there a way to kind of uh, zero in on more of like the ritual kind of information? See if there's anything that I missed in any part of the book like that? Yeah, like if the pages look different, like if one is script and the next one is the translation and then there's like the spells. Couldn't you just like flip through quickly and see which one looks similar to the other spells that were found? Like if one of us is driving and the other one isn't on our way there. We have 30 minutes. Walter's the only dude that uses the reading lamp in vehicles to read. <laughs> Got like a headlight. Oh, no. Sometimes while he's driving, too. No, not really. Book's too good. Can't stay away. I just can't put it down. All that text and driving. He did it before. It was cool. You guys, well, I'm going to say that both of you have the idea that it must be hidden somewhere within the actual play itself. Okay, so... I can tell Walter that, like, I'll just drive. Yeah, you recall there was, like, he said some mumbo-jumbo, right? Yeah. That's it, that's probably what you need, the mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. But you couldn't recall the words, though, right? Well, no, it was that they were several paragraphs long, I think. You should have just Xeroxed the whole thing before he left. <laughs> I thought that, like, a long time ago, but It's I expensive. Yeah, is that something I could try to memorize during this drive, maybe? That uh, phonetic paragraph or two? See if that's something I could, you know, attempt to use or advantage? For creating the strange symbol, you mean? I thought the paragraphs that I would read... Oh, yeah, I'm getting them mixed up. I'm sorry. No, I was thinking the passage yeah. that he used on Heather to, you know, satiate the hunger. Yeah, that's the thing. That's That's what you guys are trying to look for. Well, I mean, I copied that page. You certainly did, but that's different. Yeah. Could we try just reading that to her or the whole play? No, yeah. no, no, no. The one that was copied for the symbol. Like what if you read it backwards? Ooh, there you would go. it reverse like, it? Saying it backwards. is like an reverse card. <laughs> that makes sense. Interesting. So I tell Walter, like maybe we could read it backwards. Why is it phonetically written out like this? Uh, well, I was under the impression that it was of a dialect not really known to most people, and they kind of did the best they could to interpret it. I mean, we could just drive to the house. If you find anything else, I don't think that we have like many other options than reading him, her, this. You know, this might be a little crude, but if what you said about him controlling Ginger is correct... I assume he can't be in two places at once. What if we just go to the church and bonk him over the head, for lack of better words? That's what I, I said kill, but I didn't. <laughs> Sorry. You know, yeah, you, you might have put me off with that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean kill, kill. I came in a little hot. Lenny meant kill. <laughs> he forgot who he was talking to, though. <laughs> yeah, I've been hanging out with Lenny a lot. I don't know. I was <laughs> just like... Remember, he's got very low sanity, you know? Don't listen to what he says. 
What are you left with? Six? Seven. Seven. I don't suppose there's any bludgeoning instruments okay. in the car. Are there bludgeoning instruments where there, uh, Chad? Uh, in the, well, I'm assuming we're back in uh, Ginger's car at this point. Is there anything like, you know, Lenny looked around what? for a uh, tire iron? I mean, I don't know. She got a like a little billy club of her own that she keeps next to the uh, driver's compartment or something. I completely forgot. I took one out of his car. She's got one of those uh, ice scraper things, like a long one. Hmm. Uh, that doesn't look like it'll help. So he looks to you there, Heather. Yeah, he says, uh, when you were in the church, uh, did you see any? Well, assuming he's even there. I have mace. Oh. We can mace him right in his eyes. Yeah, that that might do something to break his concentration. And then when he's blind, hit him with something. Do they work on glowing eyes? Is it for non-glowing eyes only? But maybe he doesn't have glowing eyes at the church. Oh, they're only glowing on her because, yeah. Maybe he's like in a trance. Yeah, I, I, it seemed like it because he could speak through it and shit. It seemed like it. Yeah. I don't know. I hope so. And if nothing else, uh, if there's anybody else there, maybe they could help if they're friends with Ginger. Gosh, I, I feel kind of bad for I feel really bad for Ginger, actually. And potentially Lenny. <laughs> what a pickle we've gotten ourselves into. You said, I'm fine. So should we redirect to the church? Yeah, let's go to the let's go to the church. Find him. Maybe he's not expecting us there. All right. So you guys head to the church yeah. in Ginger's car. Yeah, I guess I guess I'll drive, and Walter, you can read through the thingy, see if you find anything. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think this new plan doesn't really involve much reading. Uh, you know, I say we go there, we knock him out, and just leave the book. Let Lenny get the hell out of there, and just. Hopefully there's no confrontation or anything more. I don't know. That's the best I can think of. You still got a phone at your place, right? I mean, we could try to call there. So we're not going to the church. No, no. I think we should go to the church. I just think that there's not enough time to read all of the book to use that to our advantage. I think we need to come oh, up no, with Oh, no. I didn't way. mean all of it. I just meant like, I don't know, quickly leaf through it while we drive. I mean, you can still certainly do that. If there's anything of additional importance to glean or, you know, uh, any other knowledge that's worth taking with them, we can certainly make some notes on the car ride. It's at least a 20 minute drive, right? From South Philly, Kensington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy. At least. Yeah. Uh, wait, rush hour. Shut, shut up. No, it's, it's, it's six thirty. It's kind of past rush hour a little bit. At least for those for those streets that would lead there, I would think. Um, so okay, this is a little silly too. But as a last resort thing, how big is this book? I mean, would it be enough to maybe you know knock somebody out if you hit him over the head with it? Well, Lenny knocked the shit out of uh, Nurse Jeremy with it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he did. I forgot that was with the book. He was not. He was no nurse. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing you know, mess. So, yeah, I mean, he actually says that out loud. He says, you know, if uh, if we can't find any information in the book that's going to help us, I mean, he kind of like does that thing where you like toss it up in the air a little bit to weigh it or kind of gauge its weight. Says we can probably just hit him with this. It's pretty heavy. He says, uh, you know, maybe we give him a little wake up slap in the mouth with this and then you hit him with mace if you need to. But uh, it worked for Lenny. A wake up slap in the mouth. (laughs) Walter. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, hey, he's got a gun pointed at my buddy, so. Yeah. Is that how you guys wake each other up? It's a good morning slap in the face? Walter unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys head down to Kensington. Uh, we already established it's about 20 minute drive there. So around seven o'clock, you pull up to the church where the play was being practiced at. And you see the big heavy doors in the front of it. What do you guys do? Do you want to try and go in those ones? I mean, that's... I guess we should just uh, go in the front door. Yeah. I mean, if we have the book in our hands, I don't think there's any reason anyone would stop us from going in. I don't know. I think we should still be quiet, though. Well, yeah, I guess uh, we could see if we can sneak in. Uh, I was like, I'm kind of under the impression there's other actors and actresses here, perhaps. Yeah, there should be. There should be stagehands and stuff, but who knows with this guy. All right, so you guys heading into the church or are you sneaking around? Hmm. Well... When I went in the front door for the play, they couldn't see me from the stage. Like, it's not like it was a straight shot. So if we go in the front doors, if he's on the stage or in his weird little office, it didn't seem like it would be obvious that we walked in. I think we should try it at least. And he uh, makes his way to the front door. He says, uh, I'll see if it's open if you want to hang back, but uh, I might need your backup with that mace. Oh, yeah, I definitely have mace in my hand. All right, so you guys head up to the front door and open it up. When you open it, you see a bunch of uh, other actors on stage. So there's some set pieces up there. The actors are moving around. You see 10 people on stage right now, and uh, no one is in the seats in front of it. And are they just doing the play? Like They're reciting lines? That's what it looks like. And after you open the door and start to come in, one of the actors that is off to the side goes, hey, would you close the door? It's freezing outside. And I do. Okay, so they're not in a trance. That's good. Okay. Uh, All right. So you close the door. And I don't see him. You don't see him. I'm going to ask Walter if he wants to walk towards his uh, office near the bathroom. Maybe he's in there. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I've never been here before. Kind of following your lead in that regard. So you guys walk across the old church while you head towards the basement area where you know that there's an office, which Professor Bradshaw seems to hang out there every so often. And you also know that there's a bathroom right there, too. Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess uh, he's just following Heather here. He, he's never been here, so he doesn't really know the layout. When we walk up, are we getting closer to the people on the stage to get... To where we're going. Yes. Yes, you're walking closer to the people that are on stage. And I still don't see him? You don't see him, no. As you're walking through this old church, you're feeling the floorboards creak beneath you. You're hearing the creaking kind of echo a little bit even. And you approach the side of the stage. As you're heading past the stage, you hear Bradshaw's voice in a multitude and echoing around you. Where do you you think think you are going? And you look around and you see the entire cast has glowing eyes and they're all looking at God damn it. Pod people. Damn it. Damn it. He can, he can like multi 
task? I say, what are you toying with, Bradshaw? What are you feeding in his place? Says, I'm going to feed as much as I have to. I'm going to feed until this world is no more. And Lenny. Shit, dude. Let's go back to Lenny. It should have been your damn cliffhanger. <laughs> well, well oh, it would have been, but we don't have enough uh, to record there. But, um, all right, so we'll go back to Lenny real quick. Lenny, around seven. Give me a spot hidden real quick. Spot hidden. I get to roll something? Cool. You get to roll something. You're yeah. a little You're a little sleepy. You've been taking a nap. But still give me a spot hidden. A little achy. I got hit by a car. Yeah. What is my spot hidden? It is a 46. Oh, that's good. Oh, and I rolled a 50. So I'm going to spend the four points to pass there. Okay. Spend the four points of luck. And Lenny, even though you are sleeping, you know how sometimes the absence of something can wake you up? Sure. Yeah. You know, like you have like a little sound and then all of a sudden it just cuts off and then kind of jolts you awake. It's particularly when you're not all the way asleep, which Mm -hmm. I wouldn't expect you to be in this situation. However, you notice a light goes off. A light that was on in the room or I open my eyes, slowly look around. And then you look around, you see Ginger still pointing that gun at you. But you follow the arm up her torso and to her eyes and you see that they are no longer glowing yellow. I say, uh, hey, you don't, uh, you don't have to still point that gun over here. She has no response. Point my eye. I kind of move my hand, try to see if she's conscious or, you know, or she's just frozen or. So you move your hand in front of her eyes and you see her eyes kind of track your hand a little bit, Uh but she doesn't make any other movement. I kind of sit up and lean forward like I'm about to get up. and I'm kind of looking at her. She doesn't move. I grab my crutch, maybe from the floor next to the couch, and I get up on it. She also doesn't move, but you see her tracing you with her eyes. And I move out of the way that the gun is pointing. All right. You move away from the way that the gun is pointing. And then Heather. Mm Mm-hmm. Around the same time as he's doing that, you see the entire cast's eyes turn back to normal. They stop glowing yellow. And then they go back to doing their play. What? Like a glitch for a second? And then as you are trying to get up there, Lenny, you see Ginger's eyes start to glow again. Mm. Kind of just like in mid Standing up for whatever, I guess. Uh, you see her. She trains her gun on you and goes, oh, don't think I forgot about you. Uh, I suppose the uh, bathroom's out of the question then. Says you can piss your pants for all I care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I sit back down. Heather and Walter, you see the cast eyes go back to normal. And they just start going back to doing the play again. It's a small world after all. This is a little Uh, weird. I want to yell up to them while they're doing it. Where's Professor Bradshaw? Uh, Lenny, you see the glow go out of Ginger's eyes again. Okay. She still has the gun trained on you. 
where you're standing right now. Okay. Am I closer than I was? How far am I now about? I'm going to say that now you're within five feet of her. Okay. And just, I guess, standing still. And the eyes grow dim again. The eyes have gone back to normal looking. Um, I mean, I know that he's changing channels back to over there. And, but like, he, I, he could still. I don't think, I don't think Lenny would exactly know that. No, but uh, does it seem like he's like fading out when the eyes go dim? It's, he's not all yeah. there, but he can still see. Definitely. Does it take him time to like, I don't, do I feel like I have time to try to knock the gun out of her hand while she's. Lenny, you're a smart cookie. Give me an intelligence roll. I'm a cookie. <laughs> that is an eight. Out of an 80. All right. So, you know for sure that when this thing cuts out, she can't move. Okay. When the glow comes back in her eyes, she seems way more alert, can follow you, can train the gun on you. It's almost as if when the yellow fades out of her eyes, all she can move is her eyes. Okay. Um, I want to swing my crutch at her hand and try to knock the gun out of it. All right. Uh, give me a brawl roll. Brawl roll. Um, swinging a crutch. Poor Ginger. Uh, I'm going to say that's going to bring your brawl down to the 25% range because you've never used like a crutch as a weapon before. I suppose so. I'm just trying to hit her hand with it. I got you. Give me a bonus yeah. die since she's not moving right now. Okay. But it's at 25. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me um, grab a die here. Uh, well, it's uh, I have a thirty and a twenty and a three, so it would be eight above a twenty-five. Twenty-three is a pass. Oh yeah, but it's a oh, it's not a penalty; it's a bonus. Yeah, twenty-three then. Okay, good. Yes. Yep. There's a bonus oh, right. die. Oh, right. Bone is not penalty die. So you swing the crutch at Ginger's hand. Whack. Knock the gun right out of her hand. Flies across the room. Okay. However, at the same time, Heather and Walter, the cast eyes all, go, all start to glow again. And they start to come towards you. The whole cast. I say, who are you, Bradshaw? We don't want any trouble. We just want our friend. All I want is the book. You give it to me, and your friend is free. Well, where are you? We can't give it to you if I don't know where you are. Leave it on the stage. I don't trust any of these pod people. Yeah, I'm not getting anywhere near your... You're not getting anywhere near what? Your weird-eyed cronies there, for a lack of better words. What the hell's going on here, Bradshaw? Who are you? Says again. Says I'm just a director with a dream. Now leave the book on the stage or you're about to get charged by the entire cast. If any of those cast members come near this steps, we're walking out of here with the book. No funny business, Bradshaw. Let our friend go. (laughs) How do we know you'll let us leave? You hear the whole cast in unison in Bradshaw's voice coming out of each one of them. 
No oh, man, super creepy. You think that you're going to get out of here? And then you hear behind you a chachunk and a chachunk, as if two large locks were latching. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well played. I'm going to start reading that thing in the book. What thing in the book? The spell that we found. That phonetic spell that stops the, uh, or like makes you in charge of people. Okay. I'm read. You're going to read the spell? See if it pauses them, at least. I don't know. Freeze them, perhaps? The spell is pretty long. You know that much. Uh, Clatu. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There, I said it. How, How close are they? To us, all the people. Uh, most of them are on the stage, but you see the ones that lock the doors are the other stagehands. Oh, Fred and Nate. Fred and Nate. Uh, see, I thought dicks. maybe they didn't get got because they were—they seem like normal ones. You don't see their eyes glowing. Oh, they're just doing their job. He's got lackeys. Oh no! I'd be like. Fred, Nate, you guys know me. Come on, just let us out of here. You could have the book. I just want to make sure we could get out of here. They say to you, it depends on what he says. After all, we're all just a little crazy here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. They both start laughing together. Um, on a walk, are are we closer to them? Like now I'm walking towards them. Like, no, you're closer to the stage, which is towards the front. Uh, or, yeah, towards the... You kind of walk down an aisle, and it's towards the back of the church. Do I know if they lock the door? Or they just close it? Like, with a key? Or with, like, a tourney lock? Like a padlock? You know from before that they have those locks that go up into the frame and down into the frame on big doors yeah. like that. So that's what you hear yeah. lock. All right, I'm going to walk towards them. Okay. See if I could beg them to, see if I could charm them into letting me leave. <laughs> You're going to need an extreme charm pass if you want to try this. <sighs> These guys have clearly lost their minds somehow. I feel like early on in this this story, this podcast, um, we used to rely more on ladders. And if we had one, it wouldn't be so bad. Could have went out, <laughs> out the side of <laughs> You know, this episode brought to you by No Ladders. A good ladder right now would go a long way. <laughs> I was using a ladder the other day for like three hours, and I couldn't stop thinking about how much we used to really care about ladders. Not anymore. I feel like we would have been better off. You know what? We forgot our roots. We forgot our ladders. Our ladder roots. We did. We got too big for ladders. <laughs> so you're trying to uh, charm these two guys, Nate and Fred? Yeah. Who have clearly lost their mind. I know. No, that's stupid. I would uh, also want, you know what, if she's doing something like that, I take out some money and uh, flash it a little bit, see if that helps. Um, Maybe a little? And she digs out like whatever she fucking scraps of money she has. Okay, so you start to dig out the money and 
Both of you can give me a charm roll. Okay. I'm learning extreme pass from either one of you. Fifty-nine. What do you got, Walter? I am checking. Oh gosh. Should I use forty-seven? I don't even have forty-seven luck. Yeah. <laughs> don't think we're making it out of here with charm, but we'll do what we can. No, seventy. Well, it was worth a shot. And then he uh he's gonna make one last ditch effort for it and he charges right at these guys. As tiny as he is, he's gonna try to get through them. He's like, Come on. Oh wow. Okay, Walter. So okay. Walter. A two V two versus a two V ten is way better in my my opinion. Two D two? 2v2, two versus two. He's saying if we get oh, through the guys two. at the door and get out of there, it's better than fighting everybody. Um, it's the fight or flight in, mm-hmm. in Walter. I don't think I'd see it. It's crazy. Good job. <laughs> God damn it. I was supposed to make you guys roll sanity at the very beginning of the episode. Beginning of the episode? Oh, but because yep. of the glowing eyes? Yep. When we got into the, the church? Do you want to start over? Mm. I kind of do, actually, but I can't. It's real play. So fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. I would have failed it. I mean, we could we we could make the rolls and then, you know, we could apply the differences. Nah. Nah, because Lenny might have lost all of his sanity. Yeah, that, but it's a possibility. Something might have completely different happened. Oh, but I mean, I read the book and I yeah. lost a little bit from reading, like a little bit of the play. So maybe, That's like, true. maybe it just kind of like washed over me, and I didn't realize it. But <laughs> maybe I already got got. But um, <laughs> oh fuck, Heather. You know what? Mm-hmm. Just give me a sanity roll, real quick. I think see if, if you, you have lost any. From from all ten of these people yes. looking at you, that's scary. Yeah. Speaking in unison, Google yeah. Google then you got nutcases at the door. Yeah, particularly the laugh. Fifty-one, I passed. You passed, and Walter, you're in the same situation. That's an eleven. That's a pretty good pass. Wow. We all are right. unbothered. We're like we've seen monsters fucking... all day. Not unbothered. I mean, you're still a no. freak. <laughs> you just haven't uh, lost your mind yet. He's he's more concerned with Lenny. I mean, that's his goal is getting Lenny out of trouble. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you guys keep your wits about you. So, Walter, you want to charge Nate and Fred, who are holding the door shut? Yeah, I mean, essentially, he tries to rally Heather, and he's basically just going to come in swinging with that book on the closest one. All right, let's go. <laughs> right, Heather, what do you got? Uh, I have Mace and a Switchblade Ooh. in my purse. What are you going to pull out? Start slicing people. Oh, that's right. You got Mace, girl. You said you had the Mace ready, didn't you? It was in your hand since you yeah. came in. It was in my hand, like in my purse. All right, so you're going to act. Hold on. Let me break out. The combat sheet. I'm glad somebody was smart enough to bring a weapon. What's both of your dexterity here? Uh, 45. A whopping 40. 45 and 40? Did I hear that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that count as having the mace readied, however? Is the mace like a firearm? So we're going to go... 
because it was in her hand the whole time. I mean, it's, she doesn't have to reach for it, but I'm reaching for it. So that'd be a 90 dexterity for Heather. Yeah. Uh, Walter, however, is at 40. Just helping out. <laughs> Thank you. And these other two guys. Um, Heather, you actually go first here. And I believe, hold on, let me check real quick. I think, I think Mace might be firearm. It sprays a stream. If a water gun is a gun. It says stun six feet. Six feet? I don't know if that's... Uh, no shit. That's what I... Here we go. All right. So we got... Just give guns. me the fucking book, bitch. Give me the book, bitch. <laughs> that sounded like that could be mixed into like a club version, the way Ooh. you said it just then. Don't give anybody ideas. <laughs> Please. Make us hand a club version of... of... Give me the book, bitch. May spray. 16, yeah. 25 squirts. Why is it going to start? It'll be bigger than that corn kid. Oh, I don't. I hope I don't know what that is. It's not gross. Oh, good. I didn't think it was. It's not gross. So it says for mace spray, do not use the point blank range rule for this weapon. The target should roll one fifth or less of their dexterity on a D100 to avoid being temporarily blinded. Effective only against human or similar opponents. So they gotta they gotta try to pass their dexter one fifth of their dexterity when you use this. Is that only if she passes or at all? If she passes. Okay, so I roll. Yep. And I just have to pass ninety. No. My dexterity. No, there was just a uh, bonus to like the speed of your attack, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just, just your. um, I think this is. I think this uses brawl. Let me just check one more time. Mace spray. Fighting brawl. Yeah, it uses, it's a distance brawl considered. Okay, so I have to beat what I have for yep. brawl. Guys, I'm so scared. <laughs> it's your chance to prove yourself. <gasps> 37. I have 50. Okay, so he's going to pass his dexterity. <laughs> By one fifth or more, which is not going to be easy, or less, I should say, which he does not do. And um, one of these guys, who do you want, Fred or Nate? Oh wait, I literally have one that says Dick. Hold on. Oh yeah, the one of the stagehands. Yeah. Uh, the guy that left you hanging, I think, was Nate. Okay. Was it Nate? Yeah. Okay, okay Nate. So Fred or Nate is temporarily <laughs> blinded. He's the one on the left side of the door. Okay. Right. Uh, and you see him grab at his eyes and go, ah! And then in combat, it is Fred's turn. Fred is going to swing at Walter with just a punch. Oh, I thought I was going to about to get beat up by a dude. I was like, Come I'm trying to fight back. Uh, you can if you want, but I gotta roll first. Ooh, 92 ain't gonna do it. Would you like to fight back? Yes, I would. Wallopin' time. 
Okay, what are you walloping them with? The book, man. Yeah, that book's coming right at him. Darn it, 77 won't do it. If both of you fail, um, you just kind of are swinging at each other. You swing the book, he dips it. He swings a punch and it hits the book. Um, So that makes it then Nate's turn, who we're going to skip over because he's blinded. Can I keep spraying him with it while he's blinded? You sure can. Uh, It's going to use another use. Walter jumps back. He's like, just keep spraying him. Walter, he just punched a book in front of you. You going to let that happen? He punched that book right in front of you. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I got my guy. Come on. Let's go. I'm glad you said that. I didn't know to change my use. Yeah. You only used it once before. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Walter, it's your turn in the spotlight. Um, I mean, if we're pretty much in melee combat, he's duking it out with me. I'm going to keep swinging that book. Okay, swing away. Ooh, 16 that time. Nice. Ooh, that's real good. So he gets a roll too, um, but it's 70, so forget that. Okay, so how much do you hit him for? I well, was that doing... damage, the book's going to do 1d3 plus 1 plus damage bonus, if you have one, Walter. He actually has a minus 1, so it'll just be the 1d3. Just the 1d3 for you? Plus 1. Well, no, because he has plus 1 from the book, but then he has minus 1 from the damage oh. bonus. Oh, I see. So that'll just even out. I guess if we're doing 1 and 2 as 1, it would just be a single point. I rolled a 2. Okay. No, one, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah, like one, two, three is one, two, three, and four, five, six is one, two, three. That's how I do it. I mean, it's the same thing either way if you just, if you're consistent. All right. That's even better than two points. So, Walter, you swing this book at Fred. He tries to swing back, but before he can connect, you whack him right across the face with this uh, big ass book bound in leather and whatnot. (laughs) And you hear a slap when you hit him with it. It's a very satisfying sound of a slap. Nice. As this is happening, can I be unlocking the bolt that goes like into the ground? You sure can. In fact, you can use that as your action instead of using your mace. Okay. All right. That'll be your action uh, this next turn. It is now Fred's turn. Fred, Walter, he's going to try to kick you in the knee. Oh, that's fucked up. It's a old, it's a little old dude. What a dastardly yeah. deed. He's got a cardigan on, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. He's going to try to kick you in the knee. As long as you don't hit the book again. A 98. Come on. That's a crit fail. Ooh, what happens to him? That's bad. All right. So he goes, he goes to kick you in the knee, Walter. But instead, he winds up tripping on the, like, bunched and piled old carpet. And you see him fall down on his back. It is now <laughs> Nate's turn, who is still blinded. Walter, it's your turn. Uh, I mean, I, I still think his ultimate goal right now is to get out of here because there's just way too many people and we don't really have any mm-hmm. actual you know, way to defend ourselves. So he goes to make for that door and open it up for him and Heather. Okay. So, Heather, you're on one side of the door unbolting it. Walter, you're on the other side of the door unbolting it. You break it open and you... Run out of there? Getting so far out of here. Fuck this place. 
with the book? Uh, should we just throw the book in there? I just want to get out. He does actually just want to be done with it. And he doesn't want Ginger to be hurt anymore. And honestly, he said that if you let his friend or if you let his friend go, he'll give you the book. So he's inclined to agree with Heather and he leaves the book in the threshold of the doorway. So you leave the book behind. Yeah. Okay. Fuck that cursed thing. So you leave the book behind and you guys go where? Save Lenny. Okay, so you go back to your apartment. Lenny, you have knocked the gun out of Ginger's hand. Mm-hmm. And she's still standing there when all of a sudden the light comes back in her eyes. He goes, nice move, but what are you going to do from here? Who are you going to tell? Ain't got to tell anybody anything, as long as that gun ain't pointing at me. That's fine by me. They gave me the book. Well, then we're uh, we're all good then. You're going to... Let the little girl go, or uh, what's the deal with this here? Uh, flashlight eyes and all that. Yeah, I guess she served her purpose. And then you just see Ginger's uh, eyes go back to normal, and she just falls limp on the floor. And we're going to end the episode there. Oh, man. We did it, guys. We're still alive. Um. Oh, man. Got some mixed feelings on that one. But at least Ginger didn't get hurt more. Oh. It's a good thing he just wants to destroy everybody. You know, we don't have anything to worry about. Like, that's in the past. We can be done right. with that. Of course. <laughs> it's like no personal grudges. It's just yeah, the universe. Yeah. The world. He didn't say the universe. Just this. Did we just get Ginger fired? That's what I want to know. <laughs> uh, who's going to pay my rent? <laughs> <laughs> you can move into Lenny's. No. I'm still going to rob her while yeah, she's passed well, out. Why not? We're all going to move in together. In it's going to be like Three's Company, except for like opposite. Yeah, opposite Three's Company. We're going to have to go back. I was thinking of like me and uh, Walter, like a real Bilky oh, and Larry hold on. situation. Let me stop this. Uh, oh, wait. No, I, I can't stop it. <laughs> no, yet. we can't. We got to say things. Yeah, we got to say things. First off, uh, I got to see this play. It sounds crazy. First off, let's thank our listeners. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks especially to our Patreon supporters. Thanks, Patreons. Thank you, guys. Just remember, sanity is overrated. Mm Mm-hmm. certainly is. And rolling for sanity, more so. I wasn't reading it. I'm direct. Oh. So I was just looking at my notes. Um, he just holds a book when he, he talks. He was read, reading and speaking. <laughs> Sometimes I do. I was like doing that. Looks looks fancier. What is that? A birthday card? You're not reading anything. <laughs> oh, go on. We only have to have a so long. <laughs> That's just a picture of Captain Crunch. It's the back of a cereal box. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.